bluff and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome to You Auto Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido, for all your hot rod and custom car needs, check them out at hotrodscustomstuff.com. Well, this is going to be an unusual interview. You'd think I'd put this in Racer Radio, but talk to Rebecca Schnell and Rick Steffens. They're the two new Hot Wheel Monster Truck drivers. Take a listen. All right, folks. Well, hey, y'all know my favorite sport, hands down, is monster trucks. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan back when Bigfoot was in the, in the arena. These two kids that I've got on right now... Rebecca Schnell and Rick Stevens probably don't even, or Stephens probably don't even know who those guys who he is. But let's go right straight to Rebecca. Rebecca, uh, normally you don't ask this question to a, a young lady, but how old are you? I am uh, 30 years young. Wow. So how long have you wanted to get into a monster truck? Well, I have to say I feel like my desire to be behind the wheel of a monster truck started about, uh, about eight or nine years ago, my uh, lovely husband decided that he wanted to be a monster truck driver well far and beyond when I did. And I so luckily blessed into a marriage where he is a driver full time as well. So got my foot in the door and decided I was tired of watching him compete and wanted to get behind the wheel myself. That is so cool. My co-host on Racer Radio is a school teacher, 48 years old. And she races dwarf cars on the dirt. She's only been doing it about two or three years. So hats off to you. Now, how did you get into it? Did you go to uh, uh, did you go to Minch's uh, University or did you go to Anderson's? How did how did you get your training? No, uh, so you um, kind of threw yourself under the bus with how old you are, but. You said that you're a huge fan of Bigfoot. Well, I drive the Bigfoot monster truck. My husband also drives one of the Bigfoot monster trucks. And I got my way in by working on his broken parts for many, many years and went through the, I like to call it the Dan Runte School of Driving. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, you got to start someplace. And uh, now what's the name of your truck? So I'll be driving the Bigfoot Hot Wheels Midwest Madness this season. Okay. All right. So, so needless to say, you know, Hot Wheels is one of your sponsors. Did they design the body for you? Um, it was a collaboration between Bigfoot and Hot Wheels together. Okay. You didn't really care. All you want to do is get behind the wheel. Absolutely. And isn't it crazy? You guys don't even have to advertise. When you go to a city, it's like the little gremlins out there know you're coming, and you guys pack the stadium. It is insane. You know, that's one of the best things about our shows is that we get to see all the little gremlins and, and the kids and the big kids at heart uh, all come out and support what we do. Well, I, I mentioned this to Rick off air that at my tender age of 76, I'm going to go to Dennis Anderson, have him build me a monster truck, and then I'm going to get AARP to sponsor it. What a cool deal that would be. <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic deal for you. I don't know if I'd make it through the first jump, but actually I will. Because the safety and the comfort features 
and yours in Rick's truck is far superior to Dennis Anderson's when he started. Absolutely. The monster truck industry has come far, far beyond in technology and has our safety at utmost importance. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. All right, let's go to Rick. Rick, how old are you? Yeah, I can ask uh, 30, you. 31 this year. All right, so you guys are pretty much the same age. You guys probably compete against one another. Uh, mm. So how long have you been driving? Uh, it's been my sixth year driving. It'll be my 12th year in the industry. All right, so you started wrenching and then said enough of this? Uh, pretty much, yeah. No, actually, I ended up meeting my wife, who own, whose dad is the own Samson Monster Truck. I've uh, been around it for the last 30-something years, one of the top innovators in the sport. So, uh, yeah. 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 So when she got tired of driving a couple of years ago, then she's like, hey, you want the keys? And I said, absolutely. So we've been going ever since. Wow. I mean, talk about being in the right place at the right time. But you must have – you just didn't get those keys because you were cute. You probably got them because you're super hardworking and you know every inch of that truck. Probably not unlike Rebecca – since she got to play with all the, the crash stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I was a crew chief for one of those black and green trucks for a couple of years. So uh, now every time that song came on, I knew I was going to have to find my housing in some other location than attached to the truck. So, uh, no, I, I put a lot of years in and in, in putting scattered parts back together before I ever sat in the seat. So. Yeah, and, you know, people don't realize how much, granted, you drivers are way more protected than the truck. Because you got more horsepower, you got more travel, you got those massive tires and wheels on there that put stress on every inch of that truck. And when you blow up a tranny or you blow up a, a diff, you know, I don't think people realize how quick you guys can do a turnaround. I mean, it's a crew. Almost all the, the teams will, will chip in because it's really all about the show. It really is, and, and how fast-paced we have to keep the shows nowadays. Yeah, you have to engineer the trucks to where they not only perform at their top level, but you also have to be able to service them in a quick manner. So, yeah, there's no having to unbolt the alternator before you get to the wheel-bearing type of situation. So, And it's a good thing those transmissions never get hot, huh? Oh, no. No, we never see that 200, 240 degrees. Yeah, they're always fun. They never... They never go out when they're backing out of the trailer. You know, when it's nice and cold and easy and you got all your tools, no, that's, that's never the easy part. So. And I can hear Rebecca in the background going, uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, yeah. you know, like I said, it, and it's really uh, about the kids. Now, Rick, what's the name of your truck? Uh, my, I'll be driving the Mega Rex uh, Hot Wheels Monster Truck this year. So uh, it's a big old dinosaur. or It's a, it's a pretty neat uh, collaboration, actually, so. So you got to say hats off to Hot Wheels. I mean, come on. These trucks aren't cheap. You know, they're not five grand a copy. So to be able to, uh, you know, get a company that big, which, let's face it, Hot Wheels is huge, to, to realize the value. And I think they're making Hot Wheels to replicate your two trucks, right? They are, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We got a, I got a little kid. If you ever come to... San Diego or the West. I got a little kid. He's in the mini monster trucks. Him and his dad have been mm -hmm. campaigning all up and down California, and he is as cute as a button. And he's really cutting his teeth on this little monster truck. We we you know, we don't have that many of the little mini trucks out here, 
But the, I put him on local TV. I try to give him as much publicity to get people to come out and watch him because he goes to all the fairs. And, you know, it's a totally different story than you two guys. You guys started at the back end and made it to the front end. He's starting at the front end and trying to work his way up to do what you guys do. And I think that's his goal in life. Trust me. Oh, yes. It's not an easy road no matter which direction you come at it from, whether you come at it starting out as a driver and then trying to be the top-level driver. Um, you're going to find out how deep your pocketbook is very quickly on that one. Um, yeah. Or whether you work your way into another seat and then, uh, you know, have to worry about the person's pocketbook that you're driving for. So. And, and aren't you guys amazed? Well, I'll ask Rebecca this. How many trucks are in each event now? Oh, absolutely. We are coming up. I believe we're going to have about seven trucks in each event this year. And it's funny you mentioned San Diego. We actually do have a tour coming to the Pachanga Arena September 25th and 6th. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm glad you announced that. So, folks, September 25th, 26th, Pachanga, right outside Temecula. It's only about an hour and hours away from San Diego. And since we're, we don't have Qualcomm anymore, which is very unfortunate, I will have to tell you, I was there one time when uh, Dennis Anderson, uh, I don't know if he his throttle stuck or what, and he hit the stadium. Now, that's a stadium. He hit it so hard, it vibrated the stadium. That's how hard he hit it. <laughs> that sounds like Dennis, yeah. That would be yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like Dennis. All right, hey, you guys, hang on to this phone number, because what I'd like to do for you is as you go through the season – you know, get a hold of uh, Natalie and after the races, and let's give the local fans some updates on how well you did. And that way it will give Hot Wheels a little love and, and, and any other sponsors that you might have. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, and I'm going to do my best to try to get up to Pachanga because I would love to come by and meet you guys and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll be talking to you down the road. All right, folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Get your car worked on, classic car worked on, or your everyday driver. Go to Express Auto Service, talk to Dave and Connie, tell them I sent you, expressautoservicelamesa.com. All right, I know you're all expecting Kristen Barclay, but... Brian has uh, been on a couple of trips, and Mercedes-Benz has tickled his fancy. And we're going to talk about the S models. <laughs> tickled, tickled my fancy. Uh, that's that's pretty good, Dave. I like that. Well, you know, I, not, I'm sure easy, it did. Not easy to tickle a guy as large as I am, but uh, it, <laughs> it sure did, man. You know, I uh, I, I hate to admit uh, bias here, but you know, I've always been a, a huge fan of oh, the yeah. Mercedes-Benz brand, and as a journalist, you're supposed to be objective and all that, you know, forget it. I love the cars. I love the, I love what they produce. I've got three Mercedes in my personal collection and I'm, I'm very proud to own each one of them for different reasons. But have you, but, so let you me know, ask you this. Have you loved yeah. Mercedes Benz ever since you've been in a Mercedes Benz? Absolutely. Okay. You know, I, uh, I started a brief history of my, my first car was a Datsun 260Z and I loved the Z car. Mm-hmm. I was in college you know, I quick, quickly graduated to the uh, 280Z. Uh, I had a carbureted 260Z. I put uh, double Webers on it. Mm-hmm. I maxed it out. Put uh, put the um, Bob Sharp racing bits on it. Put mm-hmm. Nissan 
uh, Datsun competition racing bits on it. It was a really nice car. But then I wanted a little more refinement, so I went to a 280Z. Mm-hmm. But then my daughter was born, and my wife at the time drove a Ford Festiva, which was a Korean-built Econo box. Yeah. And I had a Z car, and neither one of us were going to put our child in a in a tin box or either tin box yeah. in Korea or Japan. So I ended up buying Audis, and that turned into my first Mercedes, which was an S uh, E-Class Cabriolet. Mm. which I absolutely adored. I sold my S E-Class Cabrio to buy an SL63 AMG, a high-performance two-seater. <laughs> the E-Class was a four-seater. And uh, I've had uh, six uh, E-Class coupes. I have one outside now in 95. I have a uh, 12-cylinder twin-turbo CL600 coupe, and I have the SL63. Uh, I sold my S430 4Matic sedan to buy a Range Rover. That didn't quite work out. So <laughs> I sold the Range Rover and bought a Lexus LX570. But when I was in that S4 Matic, that S430 mm-hmm. 4Matic, I came to realize that that was probably the best car I'd ever driven. I mean, it did everything just right. It had mm-hmm. all-wheel drive, the 4Matic all-wheel drive system. It was large enough to, to house a big-bodied guy like me, 6'9". At the time, I was 300-plus pounds. And uh, it just it just gives you a feel. And it's something about that three-pointed star in the hood that really mm-hmm. makes you feel like you've accomplished something. And I hate to be a status guy, but I, I do – I am kind of – you know, I just – Yeah, you are. Hey, you are, and you deserve it. You are, and yeah, you, you, you work hard. I do. I do. But – um. I buy, I got hooked on Mercedes-Benz, it's not for the three-pointed star, but for the safety that they provide their occupants. And when we start talking about this 2021 model in a a few minutes, you're going to be just wild by some of the safety gear. So a little history on the S-Class. I had, uh, the the W140 was the big-body S-Class that came out like the early 90s, 91, Mm -hmm. 92. It was quickly adopted by heads of state. Uh, you know, rappers, athletes, uh, uh, soccer moms, uh, executives, you name it. It was a big-bodied car that had, that was the pinnacle of German and Mercedes-Benz engineering. I mean, it had everything in a double-pane glass that some people mistakenly call bulletproof glass. But it was double-pane glass. It had an integrated cell phone, which was very uh, trick uh, at the time. Uh, certain models had a metal rods that would pop up so you could see the rear corners of the vehicle when you went into reverse. Mm. It was available in, you know, V8 or six-cylinder form. It was just a terrific automobile. Plenty of room in the back seat. I would sit in the back. My friend had one, and I was like, wow, this is a really, really nice car. That wasn't the first S-Class, but it's the first S-Class that really put the S-Class on the wide-scale map. Everybody wanted one after seeing this big-body Benz. I mean, you saw it coming down the road. It was a hulking affair, Dave. It, it looked, it looked like it belonged. Uh, sadly, it has some a sad history. Uh, Princess Diana and, and Dodi Fayed and that her um, and the driver uh, were killed in an S class, uh, which they claim was going uh, 50 miles an hour. No way, even dying in an S class at 50 miles an hour or whatever they whatever they claim the speed was. It was well under what that wreckage showed. Uh, and if you even unbelted in a car in S class at 50 miles an hour, you've got a, a great chance of surviving because they build those cars to to you know to be survivable. 
So after the W140, the W220 came out, and my car had a 2003, a 2003 S430. It came out in like 2001, and uh, they upgraded it for the 2003 model year, different taillights, different uh, you know features. Terrific automobile. I put over 100,000 miles in the car, and uh, I really miss it. I probably will pick up one just to just to have it uh, at some point in the future. But that was also a very popular car. Then, Dave, the SUV appetite hit America in a major way, a major, major way. So, you know, the S-Class was still relevant, still technological tour de force, but it kind of lost the uh, the impact because people wanted the G-Wagon Mercedes and the G and the uh, ML and, you know, the AMG Mercedes uh, SUVs and the Cadillac Escalades and the Lincoln Navigators and the, you know, the SUV just kind of caught fire in the United States and still on fire. But I'm thankful that Mercedes-Benz has kept the S-Class in the mix. And for 2021, you can choose from two models, the S-500 Formatic, MSRP starts at 109800 That does not include the destination charge. And the model I drove in stunningly beautiful Rhode Island, the S580 Formatic, uh, starts at 116300 The S500 comes with a 3-liter inline turbo 6 with EQ, EQ Boost, and we'll talk about EQ Boost in just a moment. And my tester, the uh, S580 Formatic, uh, comes in with a 4-liter uh, f- V8 by turbo with EQ Boost, 496 horsepower, 516 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. It's a mild hybrid, and uh, it has a feature called EQ Boost. And again, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Well, the car is just absolutely gorgeous, Dave. Uh, you walk up to it with the key fob, the door handles pop out. You get inside, and you're just surrounded by yards of finely crafted leather and beautiful wood. My my vehicle, my test vehicle, had a kind of a blackwood dash with silver streaks going horizontally across it, brown uh, diamond-stitched seats with perforations for the uh, air cooling and uh, heating system, uh, center console with a 12.8-inch vertical OLED screen, so if you've seen the screen on Teslas in Tesla Model S's, this is a Tesla screen done Mercedes-Benz style. Uh, and the OLED technology means that the images that you see, you know, for selecting your audio or, uh, you know, anything that you need to control with the center console screen, uh, it's just real high quality. Right in front of you, Dave, is a virtual display uh, system that uh, allows you to uh, look at the uh, the virtual gauges right in front of you, but also it has a really really cool 3D package. It's about three thousand dollars, and it gives you augmented reality. Uh, it gives you augmented reality virtual. You can, when you take take for example when you look at the navigation that you can pull up in the center screen. You actually get floating arrows that show you what your next turn is, and they pop up on the screen. It's really cool. They call it augmented reality. Uh, it's a virtual display, and it's really quite impressive. It just it just stands out at you, and it just kind of knocks you off your feet. For I mean, really, it just really knocks you off your feet because everything is virtual. The gauges are virtual. They look crisp. 
it, you know, when you're in the car, even in the daytime, you can see that it has these LED light strips that go up and down the car. Over 250 LEDs are available inside to assist you with your telematics and your comfort uh, and your ambient lighting. And it's just a place that you want to be. The steering wheel is fat and grippy, has all kinds of controls on it, you know, for uh, for cruise control and, and volume and shifting and, and things of that nature. And it's just extremely well done. So why the new S-Class? Well, why not? You know, uh, the competition is stiff. The BMW 7 Series Day, the Audi A8, the Genesis G90. Cadillac's no longer in the game, but you can throw the Porsche Panamera in there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to really be serious about this new S-Class, you can even toss it into a category or conversation with the Bentley Continental Flying Spur. Now, price-wise, it doesn't compete. But if you want to go upscale within the Mercedes-Benz family, you can get the Mercedes Maybach S580. Uh, so it's a S580 on steroids, for lack of a better uh, better term. You know, first-class style uh, seats in the uh, second row, uh, magic carpet ride, e-active body control. I mean, all kinds of all kinds of good things that, and I don't know if they call it magic carpet ride anymore, but Mercedes has a system where you can go over speed bumps and you don't feel anything. The car stays level. You don't feel the uh, suspension taking uh, taking the impact. So you can compete in a Mercedes-Benz if you want that high-level model. The Maybach S-Class models uh, retail for a high 180s. They started about 185. You know, you throw in a couple of coin holders and um, and coffee mugs, and it's going to cost you over two hundred thousand. I don't mean that literally. You're not going to pay that much money for a coin coffee mug, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Um, you can easily add some a la carte options to your vehicle that make it crest the um, the two hundred thousand mark uh, fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Dave, when we come back from the break, I'll break down the uh, some of the main points of the S class. Uh, we'll talk about the um, EQBoost, EQBoost system and about some really cool features like the rear seat airbags, a dynamic safety uh, feature that's on this new S-Class that keeps it at the pinnacle of safety. I mean, if I had a choice of choosing any sedan for my, for me and my family to drive in, That'd be, be the 2021 S class. So more to come, Dave. All We've right, got some good stuff to talk about. Cool. Stick with us, folks. This is you ought to know. FM 96.1 AM 11:70. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to you ought to know right here on FM 96.1 AM 11:70. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Weather Machine. Weather Machine, your heating and AC company that comes to you. You get fair prices, and they have their own sheet metal shop in-house. So anything that needs to be custom-made, maybe your AC system isn't venting or, or blowing properly, and maybe it needs a little bit of duct work that you can't buy anyplace else, well, you can with Weather Machine. And Weather Machine, the, all their AC systems and heat systems are made right here in the United States of America. That way it's easy to get parts. They have great customer service. I know I just had them come out and do a an AC uh, maintenance on mine. Cost me $99, best $99 I ever spent. So check them out. That is Weather Machine right there on, let me give you their, their address so you have that. Just go to weathermachineswithanest.net. 
or weathermachines.net, uh, or you can call it 619-443-9974, 619-443-9974. All right, we're talking to Brian Armstead, and we're talking about the Mercedes S-Class. Uh, you're absolutely right. I just came out of the Maybach, and yes. let me tell you. But I have to tell you my Mercedes-Benz story. Back in the 70s, I think it was, I worked for a company that builds trucks, like my tow truck. And I drove from San Diego to L.A. in a 300D. Not a Turbo D, a 300D. Now, if you were, were you in a 300SD? No, you should be so lucky. I think this is a 68. Dude, this is a 68 or 69. All I ever prayed for was a big tailwind. <laughs> well, if you had the turbo diesel model, you wouldn't have been. I know. And the guy, yeah. my guy wouldn't buy it because it was a company car. But, and it yeah. was dirt brown. Oh, my goodness. So you have to well, admit. I mean, for 20. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was going to say, you know, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Dave, no. With this, you know, new 496 horsepower. And, you know, before the break, we talked about this E-Cube. EQ, it's hard for me to say yeah, it for some it's reason. Hard for me I, don't to know, say I don't know why. <laughs> it, it's an integrated starter generator mounted between the engine and the transmission that combines a starter motor, an alternator, and an electric motor. Hmm. It eliminates turbo lag by providing an electric auxiliary compressor that provides eight pounds of boost to either the turbocharger or directly to the engine. So you think about it. It's an electric supercharger for the turbocharger or directly wow. to the engine. It's a 48-volt system. Uh, it provides what's called failing by aficionados. Basically, when the computers figure out that you don't need that twin-turbo V8 uh, power, uh-huh. the 48-volt system takes over and the engine shuts down. You're just coasting along on that 48-volt uh, system, uh, the IEQ boost system, and it's really, really cool. And uh, here, key thing, since you're a former, uh, you know, service rider, eliminates all pulleys and belts on the engine. Um, and that's on the six-cylinder model. I'm not sure if that's on the V8 model, uh, the uh, twin-turbo V8 model. But just think about it. No belts and right. pulleys on the engine. So that's really cool. Um, key features, Dave, for this new model, the optional rear airbag. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Backseat passengers now have an airbag that deploys from the uh, back seat, uh, from the front, from the back of the front seat. Gotcha. To uh, yeah, and that's a that's a great great feature. Um, driving along the road, Dave, I was super impressed with the car. It has a uh, has a really trick uh, head up display. It's part of the three thousand dollar or so three uh, D technology package, mm-hmm. and it includes uh, augmented reality capability in the head up display. It's just got you can just see everything. All your instruments, you know, the uh, your speed, the navigation, everything kind of floats in front of you there. It's just a really cool feature. The car accelerates like a B12. I mean, it just really, uh, just really accelerates. And the and the hybrid motor produces another 184 pound-feet of torque. So you know, when you nail it, it is gone. It's just a it's a silky smooth drive experience. We drove from uh, Newark, New Jersey to uh, Newport, Rhode Island, you know, given the traffic quagmire that is New York City and, and its surrounds, so it's about a five-hour drive up and about another five and a half hours 
uh, back because we had some uh, Friday afternoon rush hour traffic. So I was lucky to get back in five and a half hours, believe me. But it's just, you know, it's got the air suspension. You know, they'll have uh, the optional uh, electronic active body control coming at, at some point in the new f- uh, future. Mm-hmm. And um, another really cool feature, Dave, is that at high speeds and in parking, the rear axle, it's got rear wheel steering. And that's an option. Again, you can, uh, you know, you can add some options to all these high-end German cars, Mercedes, BMW, they all have uh, packages or, or options that, you know, can really get the price up there pretty good. But this is one I would definitely buy. The rear wheels turn. It's, it's like a crab walk, like, you know, and it's really cool because the turning circle is like an old Volvo where you just turn and you can turn in the middle of a, of a residential street in the, in the neighborhood. You just make a U-turn and boom, and your, your car is, is gone. It's really phenomenal that a car this big and even the long wheelbase model that I drove with all-wheel drive, turning circle is under uh, 36 feet. Yeah. Uh, the new software, Mercedes-Benz MBUX, the Hey Mercedes software, now has over-the-air updates. So they'll constantly, uh, you know, give you, if, if something goes wrong, you can send data to Mercedes-Benz. Uh, you know, if they need to update a system that they find is is it just a need of updating, like the navigation or whatever, or the tuning of the car, or whatever, uh, boom, uh, that's that's going to come over the air. Now, another safety feature that is just really remarkable, Dave, and it's an optional um, uh, feature. It's called pre-safe impulse side. And basically, if the pre-safe system, which Mercedes has had for a number of years, which tightens up your seatbelt and raises your seatbelt from a tilted, let's say you have your seat back in a leaning position, brings it forward quickly, closes the sunroof so you're not ejected through the sunroof, all of this was within a matter of seconds if the computers and the sensors predict that you're about to be in an accident. Mm -hmm. Well, within a few tenths of a second here, pre-safe impulse side can raise the car, Dave, raises it up in the air so that if you're going to be in a side impact, the primary impact will take place in the lower part of the, uh, of the body where you have that, that you know, really strong uh, high tensile strength seal, seal, door seal and opening. So you're going to be hitting a lot of really high strength metal there as opposed to a door which has a beam inside, but it also has, it's just basically a door show with a safety beam and a leather cover and some glass. Right. So by raising that car within a few uh, split seconds, you're going to hit some meat as opposed to a door. Mm-hmm. You'll hit some, some meat and that provided uh, that helps to spread the impact between the A pillar, the B pillar between the front and rear doors. And it uh, channels a lot of that energy into the lower part of the vehicle. That's really just a absolutely phenomenal. Great does that, now, does this car this car now become your number one safety vehicle? Because I know you're real anal about cars and having safety oh, yeah. features. I think this. I don't know anybody that compares to this. Well, you know, uh, I still give props to to BMW and Audi. They're very safe cars. No, I know uh, the Genesis is a safe car. Volvo has long been a safety leader. But you know, you know, you're gonna to have to really come with it to to out safety Mercedes. That's what I say. Now yeah. for a while, you know, for and and there there are great safety choices that you don't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars for. 
you know, Subaru comes to mind. Some of the Kia products are top safety pick rated by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the high end of the game, man, you, you know, give me a Benz. Give me a Benz or give me death. Yeah, because you know, I'll walk of, away from a Benz. That's my form of liberty. Yeah, yeah, that's my form of liberty. I mean, uh, you know, it's just a really incredible car. And, again, you can go to MBUSA, Dave, to spec it out. Uh, they have, based on your region, they have, uh, you know, uh, different incentives. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend. And, sure. You know, if you can't pay cash for it, they'll have finance offers. Uh, the loyalty rate worldwide for the S-Class is very high. I'm getting this from the Mercedes-Benz media site. It says that 80% of S-Class customers in Western Europe go on to choose another pens in the United States, more than 70% do so. So uh, it's just, you know, there's a reason why more than 500,000 S-classes have been uh, sold since the, uh, the vehicle, um, since the vehicle, uh, you know, was created. I mean, it's just, that's a lot of cars considering the small niche of a, of a luxury sedan. That's a lot of vehicles. So, what are you selling? What am I selling? Well, you got to sell oh, at least one or two cars if you're going to get one. Oh, if I'm going to buy a new one, I've got to sell the whole fleet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, that's yeah. never going to happen. That's yeah, never, never going to you know, happen. Eh, I think I think maybe in you know five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten years. Uh, you know, might pull that I, trigger. I'll, I'll, I might. I, oh, I definitely will pull the trigger. You know, by that time, the uh, the, the LX570 will be just getting broken in at about 200,000 miles. So, uh, you know, I'll get rid of a couple of the Volvos or something, and, and definitely there's some for an S-Class in my future and in my driveway, uh-huh. and I can't, I can't wait to get one, you know. And, <laughs> you know, folks, folks, are, folks get nervous about all of this technology and the cost of, of repairing all of this technology. Well, it's not cheap, folks. And you know, when you when you repair a Mercedes-Benz system, uh, it's exp- they're expensive cars to maintain, but they have been reliable cars for the most part. I mean, there's certain models with every manufacturer, even Toyota, that have had some issues. Toyota has a, oh. had a sludge had a sludge issue with some of their four-cylinder cars. Yep. You know, Mercedes uh, has had issues. Audi has had issues. Everybody has. You, you know, you. Everybody has, but for the most part, uh, they have been reliable cars. Yeah. That's why you have a seventy percent market rate, you know, return. You know, no, I'm sorry, I said five hundred thousand have been sold since market launch in 1951. Four million have thought. been sold yeah. around the world. Four million have been sold around the world. So, you know, I, I, I uh, apologize um, for for that. Uh, Oh, they're uh, they're never gonna know. forgive you. Hey, I know. Hey, I, I know. have a great you know. pre- I have a great press idea. Call them up. Tell them you want to sure. drive an S from where you live to San Diego. I'll fly back and we'll cross country, and then we'll and then I'll drive it back. And look at the great review that would be. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad time, idea. Was last time you cross cross country in a car? Yeah. Never. Really? Oh, never, never. 
We're gonna talk. You know, when I bought my when I bought my CL six hundred, uh, it was out there in in Southern Cal, near neck of the woods. I know you should have flown out and drove it back, like I nah, said. Nah, no, nah, I would I would do that with a brand new car, but I I did not want to do that with a, a three, car I'd never driven before. Yeah, and put three. And luckily, I didn't because as soon as I took it off the trailer and nailed right. it, I got a fault code, yeah. which indicated that one of the coils was bad on the twelve cylinder motor. Yeah. So I would not have been a happy camper. And by the way, he uh, took care of it, folks. Just the guy he bought it from here in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, he took he took care of uh, all the things. Adam Benjamin, SoCar, yep. SoCal tires. Yep, uh, great guy to, to buy cars from. Yeah. Dave, I'll be back. I'm headed to Texas to drive the new Toyota Corolla Cross this week. Yeah. Are you headed down for that? I go the following week, I think. Yeah, the first, well, let me see. Okay. No, no, maybe it is and next then, week. Now that I think. Yeah, it is next week. Yeah. I need a secretary. Okay. Well, will you be there Tuesday through Thursday? I think I'm there Wednesday through Friday. So that'll work. Well, I will see you Wednesday. I will see you Wednesday evening for dinner, my friend. I'll just look for that big uh, tall. Friend. I'll just look for that big tall guy. Yeah, but I'm a lot slimmer these days, Dave. I've lost a few pounds. Dude, you may you, not recognize. You were the last time I seen you. I have to say, you know. Yeah, I've, I've lost even more. I'm down to 275 and feeling good, man. So 240 is the goal. And I'm, yeah. so I can, when I get my new S class, I need to look svelte in it. I can't look like, you know. Yeah. I can't look like uh, no. Andre the Giant, you know. No. So, uh, no. Anyway, MBUSA.com. Okay. Spec out your 2021 S class today. Congrats, Mercedes Benz. It's a sensational automobile. Yeah. One of many that you can choose from their lineup, Dave. I'll be back next week. Chris, right. thank you for the excellent board work as always. And Kristen, thank you for allowing me to take your segment today because I really wanted to get into so much technology oh, to start, Dave. Tons. I needed a little bit of extra time. All right, yeah, buddy. We well, hey, look forward to talking to you. Yep. Look forward to talking to you next week. Enjoy the rest of your week right here on You Ought to Know, FM 961, AM 1170, the All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to the You Ought to Know Show. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Thanks brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. Go to com for all your Napa Auto Care ASC certified, AAA approved repairs will be taken care of. And while you're there, take a look at Bumper Doc, Kearney Mesa, Scratches, Dings and Dents, Chip Repair, Paintless Dent Repair, uh, Leash Returns. So if you're going to take it back, don't get taken advantage of. Let Bumper Doc do a complete bumper-to-bumper thorough inspection and and cleanup, and you will save money. All right, I had Carl Pulley on the line. He's from Honda PR. Had me in a 22 Honda Civic Sport. Got to tell you, folks, need to go drive that car. Well, folks, you know, Honda has been building that Honda Civic for like 11 different generations, and the 2022 is out, the Honda Civic Sport. I was in it for a week. I was so impressed with the car. I wanted to give Carl Pulley a call. He's from Honda because he's got more information on it than I do. And let me tell you what, folks, this would be a great choice if you're looking for a four-door vehicle that will give you everything you want for as little as $21,700. Hey, Carl, how you doing, buddy? Very good, thanks, Dave. Nice to be on your show. Thank you. You know, it always blows me away that, you know, the 2021 Civic was pretty nice. I didn't have any issues with it at all. And I kind of was questioning what you could do in 22. And I think you've knocked this one out of the park even more. I don't know how you guys do it, but tell us a little bit about the new 2022 Civic. Absolutely. Well, you, you can imagine the, the designers and the development team. Uh, the, the last 10th generation was so successful, as you said, 
I mean, uh, it was the number one best-selling vehicle of any type in the U.S. to first-time new vehicle buyers, millennial and Gen Z purchasers, as well as multicultural customers. So it really was doing so phenomenally well. Uh, I, I guess the, uh, the design brief was don't mess it up. So um, I really don't think that they did. And it's interesting that I spoke with the, the designers and, and what they were considering for this 11th generation Civic uh, is a breath of fresh air. And that's actually the kind of theme that they were thinking of. And they looked back at some previous generations of Civic for some inspiration. And they wanted to create something that was kind of clean and light and athletically sporty, but also with an open greenhouse, meaning, you know, nice big windows that when you're inside the vehicle, you don't feel claustrophobic. And also you can see the roadway and all of the things um, ahead. So, I think that they really did a wonderful job, and it's really interesting. I mean, you know, you and I have spoken about the, the, the new Civic, and you've driven it. When you approach it, it seems as though it's, it's a much bigger vehicle than the 10th generation, but really it's an optical illusion. It is indeed one inch longer, but it's the same width. It's the same height, but these nice, clean, horizontal lines that run front to back and across the front and across the rear – really kind of means it, it kind of lowers the stance of, of the new Civic. It looks really kind of thin and clean and sporty looking, but low and wide as well. So, you know, I mean, it, it really is night and day difference from the previous generation. And you know what? We were number one by far with that 10th generation, but you don't stay ahead by staying still. You have to move forward. You have to give customers something new and fresh. And I really feel as though, the 11th generation has done that. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed uh, driving the sport. Yeah, I really did. And, and you and I talked about, you know, Honda's always had a performance division within within the corporation. You guys are unbelievable in uh, racing, whether it be on-road, off-road, uh, side-by, I mean, side-by-sides, Baja, 500, one th- I mean, you guys have done it all. But you didn't really make a big deal about it to the general public. They knew that you had performance parts in the Honda parts department, but you now you're starting to really accentuate that arm of Honda, and I think that's a great idea. And with the Sport that I drove, it, it wasn't like we put a big turbo on it. It was more aesthetics. It was that little black wicker bill in the back and the blacked-out wheels, the lower valance with Civic written on the rear – Things that the kids will do today to that car, but they were going after market. So now they don't have to. They can stay do it within house, and all parts and pieces they buy from Honda will be covered under the warranty, so that that's another issue they don't have to deal with. And anything you guys put on that car is so tested and so well-engineered that it fits, it looks good, and it does add value to the car. Absolutely, and and we really feel as though the sport trim is the trim that the younger people are really going to be looking at, and we feel as though it will ultimately be the highest volume trim. So it includes that two-liter normally aspirated engine. Um, Together with this beautiful styling, you mentioned our racing. Uh, So our racing arm in the U.S. is Honda Performance Development, or HPD, and so we're trying to promote that brand a little bit more 
Uh, you may have seen with the uh, Ridgeline pickup truck, we have an HPD package that kind of includes kind of our Baja Ridgeline styling, which is our dedicated off-road Baja racer. But for the Civic, obviously it's a little bit more kind of street race, a little bit more related to kind of track days and things like that. So the HPD accessories that you have on the vehicle that you're driving um, are kind of, you know, aero pieces, they're, they're body pieces that provide that much sportier look um, for those younger customers. And amazingly, despite the fact that we've, is an entirely um, new design, both interior and exterior, um, the, the engine that you were driving, um, the two liter, is um, 158 horsepower and 138 pound-feet of torque, but has up to two miles per hour better fuel economy. Um, the vehicle comes standard with a Honda, uh, Honda sensing suite of driver-assisted features, but we haven't changed the price on that much. It's only 50 bucks more than the last generation of Sport. So we're giving all this wonderful feature content to younger buyers with this great new styling, so really feel as though it's going to be hit. Without a shadow of a doubt. Now, people are saying, well, wait a minute. The Honda Civic Si, that's got all – yeah, it does. It's got a big wing in the back, and it's got all the ground effects. But, you know, a lot of people don't want that much performance. They want something a little bit a little bit more subtle, a little bit more of a signature, and, and I think that's what we found on the Civic Sport. Don't you agree? Yeah, and then t together with the Sport, so we have the 2-liter engine, which is on the base LX, and then the next one up is the Sport. Then we have our EX and then the top trim Touring. Those last two trims, they actually come with a 1.5-liter turbo engine, and that puts out 180 horsepower and 177 pound-feet of torque, and that's plus six more, six more horsepower than the previous generation and 15 pound-feet of torque more than the previous generation, plus it gets up to one mile per gallon um, combined better fuel economy. So, you know, if you want still a little bit more performance out of your Civic sedan, then you can opt for that turbo engine. And we've already indicated that we're bringing out the hatchback body variant that will come out later this year. You mentioned the SI, absolutely enthusiasts. We will have an SI with a manual transmission and also we've announced that we will have a Type R variant of this beautiful new 11th generation Civic. So, you know, the sedan is just the kind of tip of the iceberg and then, you know, it has wonderful everyday performance that people could enjoy having those spirited drives in the mountains and canyons on the weekend, but it's just a wonderful partner for those weak workaday jobs of, you know, going to and from work and taking the kids to school, pick up the groceries, going to college, whatever you're doing. Um, but then if you, uh, you know, move up those ranks up into the hatchback, a little bit more sportier styling, and then, as I say, the SI and ultimately the Type R for those true enthusiasts that perhaps want to do some track days. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And are you having any inventory trouble at the dealers, or are you guys doing pretty good? You know what? We've, we've been doing quite um, a lot better than, than many of the manufacturers in the industry. Um, you know, after the, the, the flooding in Japan um, and the kind of impact um, these many years ago that um, that had, we kind of looked at our supply chain. And so, right. you know, um, we, we changed things around so then we would have 
some backup of components. But unfortunately, it's a situation that's affecting the entire industry, Honda included. So, um, but this is a brand new vehicle. We we are doing our utmost, and and I really want to award all of the the factory workers that are, are building these in the U.S. Um, and Canada for us. Um, to, to get them into dealerships. So they are on the ground. Um, they went on sale this past June, middle of, uh, middle of June. And I